Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Receive your glory this morning and thank the Lord for your life. Thank the Lord for your family. Thank the Lord for everything that he has done and continues to do in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This morning we bless your name, mighty King. Oh, Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end of all things. Jesus, what would we do without you, Lord? You are our Savior and our Lord. Ah, our soon coming king, we give you glory this morning. Thank you, my God, for your power that is at work in us, O oh God, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Lord Jesus, this morning we thank you, my God, for the sacrifice that you made on Calvary's cross for us. We thank you, my God, that, Lord, you shed your blood. Nobody forced you. You said you gave it. You give your life willingly. And Father, for this, this morning, we thank you that, Lord, it's because you died that we live. We thank you this morning. Have your own way. Mazibro Shande. Have your own way, Lord Jesus, this morning by your spirit. I pray that wherever your people have gathered for this service, thank you, Lord, that, Lord, your presence is there with them. And I ask this morning that, Lord, may the spirit of revelation and understanding come to every heart. My God, as we go into the power that your blood, my God, gives us and the power that your blood has for our lives and towards us Lord we thank you this morning oh God that Lord indeed from the beginning to the end you always be the center of our lives receive your glory this morning spirit of God have your way in Jesus name amen praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus beloved you are welcome to the Lord's garden ministries church without wall service amen we thank God that indeed it's a church without walls because that is truly how the church is. The church is not confined to location. The church is not confined to buildings. Neither is the church confined to any set place. Amen. Because we are the church. And wherever there's a gathering of God's people, that is the church. And you yourself, your body, Bible says, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, wherever you have joined in this service, from whether from your home on the street wherever know that you are in church hallelujah so be glad and rejoice in the strength of God given to us to gather again we are gathered once again in the presence of the Lord and it will be good beloved for you to call your family call your friends send the link to somebody to join into the service Bible says I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord. You say to somebody this morning that let us go into the house of the Lord. Praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus. We want to thank God for today. Blessed Sunday morning. Amen. And we thank God that his word that is living, his word that is active is here with us. And Jesus himself, he is the word. Amen. And so as his word comes to you, know that the spirit of Christ comes to you. Praise the Lord. This morning, beloved, I'm bringing you a message I believe is so relevant in the times and in the seasons that we are at. 
in the present time, all over the world, there seems to be a sense of confusion and helplessness and um, despair at the face of this COVID-19. But I come to bring you the word of God that there is a power, there is something that is greater and able to overcome COVID-19, to overcome cancer, to overcome every infirmity and every plague, amen. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, hallelujah. So this morning I'm bringing you a message I've titled, The Power of the Blood, hallelujah. And it is my earnest prayer that by the time this message has been released into your spirit, every fear, every despair, every thought that you are without protection will leave you in the name of Jesus. Revelations chapter 12, reading from the verse 7 to 11. The Bible says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not. Note that. They did not prevail. Amen. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. Mm. Which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now is come salvation. And strength. And the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto the death. Hallelujah. So, and they overcame Satan, the old serpent, the dragon, by the blood. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of of their testimony. The word of God declares that the devil, Satan, was cast out or and cast down onto earth from heaven with his angels who now represent the demonic forces in the earth. And we know from Jesus that he came or when he was cast down, he came with a three-point agenda. I call it his three-point agenda. In John chapter 10, the verse 10, Jesus says clearly that the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he says, but I am come that thou may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus said, even though the enemy has come with all wickedness to kill, to steal, and to destroy, he has come that we all, we who trust in him, we who believe him, will have life and life abundantly. Amen. His three-point agenda to steal, to kill, and to destroy is the enemy's purpose since he was cast down to earth. But you see, God, I always say that God is so amazing because before anything happens, God always has a plan to counteract it. Hallelujah. God always goes ahead of the enemy. God always goes ahead of him. There's nothing that takes God by surprise. Hallelujah. It can take men by surprise, but God already knows. So this morning, beloved, whatever it is in your life, it hasn't taken God by surprise. God already knows. And because he already knows and we know that he's good and he's our father, he has everything under control. Tell somebody sitting with you, your family member, whoever is in that room, tell them that God has it under control. Tell the person, God has it under control. Everything. Hallelujah. Amen. He had a plan before the devil even came down on earth to carry out his plan. 
And God set out a plan by which men can be saved so that the plan of the thief, the robber, would be stopped. Amen. That he couldn't steal, he couldn't rob, he couldn't destroy a plan to intercept his wicked agenda. Now, if you go to the book of Genesis chapter 3, we see the fall of man. And we see there that the serpent came into the garden of Eden, that place that God had set out beautifully for man. And he came to deceive Eve, the woman, to eat of the fruit that God has said to them that they should not eat of. He goes out to the of every fruit in this garden you made, but this one, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it. He said to them that for the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. But the serpent came and deceived Eve, putting doubt in her mind, casting doubt on the integrity of God's word. And Eve unfortunately fell for it. And when God came into the garden, as was his no pattern and what he did every afternoon I believe to have fellowship with man because God so loved his created being Adam who had also eaten the food because his wife offered it to him every man will eat the lunch his wife gives to him mm. so he also ate of the fruit and so when God came Adam and his wife hid from him and God called unto Adam and said Adam where are you and he said I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And God immediately knew that something had gone wrong. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the fruit of the tree of which I said don't eat of? And Adam said, the woman gave it to me. Woman, what have you done? The woman also said, the serpent. And so, as is the norm with many people, we always try to pass the buck. That is, we always like to lay blame on other people instead of our own sin. But as I said, God always has a plan. So right there, at the fall of man, when God put down judgments, he put a judgment that the seed of the woman would bruise, would crush the head of the serpent. But the serpent could only bruise his heel. And this seed of the woman we will come to realize is Christ. Amen. So right there in the garden of Eden, when God gave judgments to the serpent, to the man, and to the woman, God had a plan of redemption. Hallelujah. Beloved, I love the Lord because you see, God will never leave you as you are. He will always make things right if only you give him the chance. God had a plan of redemption, a plan of a comeback even before they are set back. Hallelujah. And God's plan of salvation was laid out right there. And his plan was that the seed of the woman will crush the head of Satan, the devil. And God in his mercy at that time, Bible says that he killed an animal and took the skin thereof and covered man. He put it for a garment upon man. Why? Because God didn't want them to hide from him. They said, we are naked. And so we are afraid. We are naked. We can't come close. God said, I want you to come close. So right there in the Garden of Eden, we see the first blood sacrifice. Where the Bible says that God killed an animal and put the skin around them. 
for a coat said and unto Adam also and unto his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them clothes of skins the skins of animals definitely blood was shed and so that is the first blood sacrifice that covers that covers sin that covers so that we can be brought near to God hallelujah God's plan for salvation was right there and that is a type of the covering and the, the power that the blood of Jesus would later on bring because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is a lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the earth so before Adam and Eve sinned said the lamb had already been slain God already had a plan of salvation for man and that plan was to redeem man to buy man back from the power of the devil and the and the jaws of sin that would hold man in bondage hallelujah because you see bible says that the wages of sin is death romans the sixth chapter the verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ hallelujah and so sin has its punishment and the punishment of sin bible says is death amen but the word of god says right there that but the gift of god is life and life eternal life forevermore in the presence of the lord through christ jesus through the sacrifice of the lamb of god jesus christ the lamb of god that john said who takes away the sin of the world hallelujah oh somebody put your hands together this morning and give God the praise. <laughs> so Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 tells us that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Being made a curse for us. Amen. For it is written, cursed is any man that hangs on the tree. Christ redeems us from the curse of the law. And the curse of the law is that sin is punishable by death. And indeed the law had so many judgments. Amen. But Bible tells us that. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of disobedience to the law of God. Amen. And because he has redeemed us from the curse of the law, the power of sin and its effect is broken off our lives. Amen. The curse is any man that hangs on the tree. That is the cross, the wooden cross, the tree. Hallelujah. Christ has redeemed us from the curse and has been made a curse for us. He has taken that curse that was supposed to be our portion because of our sin. Hallelujah. And rather has given us the blessing. So, so the blessing of God that comes through Abraham might be ours. Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. You see, because the, the, the law was hard. It was hard and it was harsh. No one could fulfill the full rigors of the law. It was so much. Amen. No one could be pure enough. No one could be good enough. Because even our very thoughts are sinful. No one could be holy enough to obey the, the fullness of the law. And the law, Bible says, held men in bondage. And showed the imperfection of humanity. Because of sin. That sin nature that came into man in the day that men fell. Amen. But the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, has made us free, has set us free from the curse of sin and death. Glory to the name of the Lord of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Amen. Now, 
Bible says that after we have been born again, after the blood has redeemed us, we are no longer under bondage to fear and to sin. Amen. But we receive a new spirit, the spirit of Christ, whereby we can look at God and we have that relationship with God, that close, intimate relationship with God where we can call him father. And not just father, but darling daddy, Abba, father, where there's a close love relationship by reason of the blood that was shed for us. Amen. Because you see, without the shedding of blood, Bible says there's no remission of sins. Until there's blood shed, sin is punishable. But when blood is shed to atone for sin, to pay the price for the sin of man, then there is what we call redemption. Hallelujah. The law was hard, but praise be to God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. First Peter 1 18, I'll be reading from 18 to 20. It says that for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, hallelujah, but was manifest in these last times for you. The word of God is saying that we have not been bought out of sin's slave market with gold or with silver. Neither can be. And so you can't think for a moment that your good deeds can buy you salvation, can redeem you. A lot of people make that mistake. They think that by going to sit in church every Sunday, by giving, giving money, paying big offerings, makes them, their sins atone for or redeem. No. Sitting in church every Sunday doesn't make you a Christian in the same way that a car sitting in, in the garage, you know, changes is what it is. You, you can only be changed and be transformed and be delivered from the power of sin when you have received the sacrifice that Christ made, the sacrifice of his life the sacrifice of his blood when you have received it as your personal sacrifice hallelujah and bible says that this lamb of god was slain from the foundation of the earth hallelujah and because of that there's overcoming power in the blood and that is why the word of god says and the people overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb we receive overcoming power through the blood of Christ without the shed blood of Christ for our benefit and on our behalf beloved we'll be wallowing in sin with a first class ticket to hell and damnation amen but through the sacrifice of Christ and the shedding of his blood strength has come to the believers the kingdom of God which is filled with the power of his Christ is now the kingdom of God is not about to come. The kingdom is now. We are in the kingdom. Anyone who by faith in Jesus Christ's sacrifice has received them, has received them as their Lord and their Savior, as their personal sacrifice, has come into the kingdom of God. Amen. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom of power. Amen. It's a kingdom of strength. And within the kingdom, there's overcoming power to overcome every power of the enemy to overcome sin to overcome 
every challenge and to overcome death. Amen. And to overcome the strategies of the enemy. Satan has plots and plans to kill you, to steal and to destroy. But there's kingdom power released upon your life. Oh, glory, hallelujah. This morning, I want you to put your hands together and thank God for the kingdom power of God that is at work in you. Amen. There's kingdom power giving you to overcome all the power of the enemy and all his works. Amen. There's nothing that the devil has over you because the blood of the Lamb of God has been shed for your benefit. And that's what the word of God says. That, and they overcame him. That is the devil, the dragon, Satan, the old serpent, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto death. How can blood destroy power, destroy like Satan? Blood is substance. Amen. But we find that God himself has said that the life of the flesh is in the blood. According to Leviticus 17, 11, God says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for you, the soul. Amen. That is wherever there is sin. God said, I have given blood. I've given you a means of being reconciled to him by blood. The life of every flesh is in the blood. And so in the law, you realize that a life for a life was the order. If you kill the man, you shed the, the blood of somebody, your blood must be shed in exchange. Blood was a medium of atonement. And that is what God himself said. Because that's where the, 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 the source of power of, of the blood comes from. That which God has said. That he has given blood for atonement. The life of every flesh is found in the blood. Blood, beloved, represents life. When your blood is drained out of you, you die. Because it is the blood that is in you that carries oxygen and every nutrient around you. And God said that the life of every flesh is in his blood, truly. But he has given us blood to make atonement for our sins. So wherever there's sin and there should be judgment to follow, the blood can be used to pacify the, for the guilty. So the guilty will not be condemned. Hallelujah. So wherever there's judgment because of sin, when there's the blood released, blood is applied, then there is a covering and there is liberty. That person, that guilty person can no longer be charged or be condemned. And in the Old Testament, under the Mosaic law, it was the blood of bulls, sheep, and goats that were used. And these, these animals' blood was used for the life of people. But you testify that the life of a sheep is not the same as the life of a human being. Amen. And that is why the word of God in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 to 13 talks about Christ coming as a priest of better things to come. He came by a more perfect and greater tabernacle, not made with hands, the Bible says, and not by the blood of bulls and goats, sheep and goats, but the word of God says by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of cows sprinkling the unclean 
sanctifies only to the purifying of the flesh, but not the spirit. So whenever there was a day of atonement that God has set out, and the high priest would kill an animal, and the blood would be used for atonement on the mercy seat, the, the sin of the people was covered, and they could have fellowship with God, and the blessing of God would come upon them. But because sin is not on the flesh, but within the soul, within the spirits of men, they will go back into sin. And because of that, the high priest has to go every year to make atonement for the people. Amen. But Bible says that Christ has entered once into the holy place with his blood. He made a sacrifice, an atonement with his blood once and for all. For all time and for all mankind. Amen. And his blood was a sinless, perfect blood. It was the blood of the Lamb of God. The Son of God himself came and shed his blood for you and I. Hallelujah. And that matches because that is blood of a human being. That's why Christ had to take on the form of flesh. So that his blood could be shed for humankind. Amen. Blood is a medium of exchange for the punishment of sin. But praise be to God that God sent his son to release or to sacrifice his own life and, and cover us and take away and purge us from our sins by his blood. Amen. The sprinkling of blood upon the people, Bible says, could not make them holy. Amen. No. Because they went back to sin again and again and again. But not so the blood of Jesus. When we are purged with the blood of Jesus, beloved, the, the, the hold of sin and the power of sin over your life, beloved, is broken. And that blood of the Lamb of God brings us protection and preservation. Indeed, in the book of Exodus chapter 12, we see that on the day that God delivered Israel out of Egyptian bondage, after 400 and over 30 years in Egyptian bondage, it took the blood of a lamb to separate the people of God from the Egyptians. God said to them that they, every family, every household must kill a lamb, a lamb without spot and blemish, and put the blood of the lamb upon their doorposts and their lentils. Because God said to them that that night, the angel of death was going to pass through the land. And upon whatever house there was blood applied, that spirit of death will pass over. This morning, I prayed a prayer for your life. That because of the blood of Jesus that is upon your life, in this time of this COVID-19, when people's hearts are fearful and in terror of death, may the blood of Jesus upon your life and upon your lentils and your doppels afford you a Passover. May there be a pass over your house that the, the spirit of death will not enter into your family, into your house to destroy. And that night, as they obeyed the instruction of God and put the blood upon their doorposts and upon their lentils, when the angel of death walked through the land, none of the Israelites upon whose homes there was blood covering died. But it went into every house where there was no blood. The blood separated them from the Egyptians. The blood ensured their safety from death and destruction. And that was the blood of a man lamb, an animal, 
how much more now the blood of the son of God the blood of Jesus beloved provides you protection amen and so death and destruction and every assignment of wickedness cannot just enter into your life to destroy it the blood was their protection now then and the blood is your protection now the blood delivered them from death the blood gave them victory and I speak into your life this morning that the blood of Jesus will give you a greater victory in the name of Jesus I said the blood of Jesus will give you greater victory put your hands together and give the Lord a clap offering hallelujah Jesus is the Lamb of God Jesus is the Lamb of God the gospel of John chapter 1 the verse 29 Bible says the next day John whilst he was baptizing saw Jesus coming and he said behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world he recognized him because God had given him a sign and he introduced Jesus as the Lamb of God the sacrificial Lamb that was to come to take away the sins of the whole world amen and truly Jesus gave his life freely he could have prevented his death but he didn't why because he had you in mind he had me in mind he had all of us in mind to bring us to the place of redemption to atone for our sins so that we will not be seen as sinful neither will the power of sin hold us down anymore but we will come to the place of total liberty from the bondage of sin and death that we will no longer be under the law amen but will come under the grace of God amen God required blood upon the altar for atonement of sin and in the Old Testament, as I said to you, the blood of bulls and sheep and goats were made. But the writer of Hebrews says that was just a shadow of things to come. But today, the substance, the real has come. That is the blood of the Lamb of God. The blood of Jesus, hallelujah, has been shed for our benefit. This morning, you want to clap your hands and thank God for the blood. And it was important that the blood should be the blood of Jesus. Do you know why? Because, see, it had to be sinless blood. Because sinful blood cannot pay the price for sinful blood. No. It, there was a need for sinless blood. But where were we going to get sinless blood? And that is why God said to the woman that your seed will crush the head of the devil. The seed of the woman. Of all men born, Jesus Christ alone is the seed of the woman. Every man, every person is born as a result of a sperm of a man and an egg of a woman joining together for there to be fertilization and a child form. But Jesus was not born like that. Bible tells us clearly about his birth how the angel Gabriel appeared unto a virgin called Mary and announced to her that she was going to get pregnant and bring forth. And she said, how can this be? How can I? I don't know a man. I'm a virgin. And listen to what the angel said. He said, the spirit of the most high will overshadow you. Amen. And that child that shall be born of you shall be called the son of God. And so there was no intimacy with man for Jesus to be born. The power of the Holy Ghost came upon Mary and fertilized 
her egg. And so, if you took Jesus' blood, you will not find any man's DNA. He, his DNA was the DNA of God. Hallelujah. Because you know something? Everyone's blood can be identified from their father. That is why we have paternity tests and not maternity tests. But Jesus' blood was without sin. Because no man, no man's blood was found in him. It was the blood of God himself, pure and undefiled. And so his blood qualifies, beloved, to atone for our sin. The blood of the seed of the woman. He's called the seed of the woman. Every person is a seed of man. But Jesus Christ alone is the seed of the woman. Beloved, there's power in the blood of Jesus. Because number one, God himself has accepted that blood on our behalf for atonement. He entered once into the holy place and atoned for us by his blood. And that blood was accepted by God on our behalf. So that today, any one of us who lays hold on that blood, who accepts that sacrifice and declares that that blood has washed away their sin through salvation, beloved, you are accepted of God as his own. Amen. You are no longer a sinner, but in the sight of God, you have been made righteous. God doesn't see you through your sin. God doesn't see you through your soul. He sees you through the blood of his son that has purified your life, that has sanctified you, set apart as God's own. That blood of Jesus has justified you. And I like to say that it has made you just as if you have never sinned. That's how I like to say it. Justified you. Made you just in the sight of God. Your life cannot come under condemnation. You are not condemned. Hallelujah. God has accepted you as his own. Otherwise, how could we approach a holy God like this? But because of the blood of Jesus that has made atonement for our sin. The blood that was shed for our redemption. Today, anyone that has received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you have forgiveness of sin. And the power of sin is broken off your life. And you have consciousness of sin. Whereas before you became born again, you sinned with impunity. Nothing made any sense to you. When you sin, you sin without guilt. Because if it felt good, you did it. But the minute you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you realize that your consciousness towards sin comes alive. And even when you want to sin, there is that pricking of your conscience. And you know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. And that is what gives the believer self-control against sin. You are not without control because the power of sin is broken over your life. By the blood of Jesus, you are no longer a slave to sin. You have been liberated. You have been freed. You are loose from every struggle of sin that will bring death and the, the things that come with death. Because see, sin brings so many things, troubles, destruction, sickness, disease, evils of all kinds. The problems we see in the world today is just because of sin. Look around you. Every problem in the world today is a result of sin. We know to do right, but do we do right? We rise up against one another, nation against nation, people against people. All kinds of 
evils being projected against each other, machinations and destructive works, the power to be above people, all those things are sin. And it comes as a result of people who are not redeemed. People whose, whose lives are still under the bondage of the devil. Whenever you see anybody who is not born again, who doesn't have the spirit of Christ, be very careful of that person because they can do anything and anyhow. They can kill because they are under the control of their master who is Satan. They can destroy you because Satan is ruling their hearts. They can steal your joy and your peace. Hallelujah. But today I pray that may the people around you receive the, the sacrifice of Christ for their lives. May they also receive the atoning sacrifice and may their consciousness or their conscience be, be set free to, to know what is sin and what is good and what is evil and to, to do that and choose that which is right. Hallelujah. Amen. There's power in the blood of Jesus and that blood brings us transformation. There's power in the blood. The blood transforms you. Amen. Because through the blood, we have forgiveness of sin. And we are giving power over sin. The minute you are giving power over sin, there's a transformation. There's a change in your life. Amen. The blood brings change. It is the blood of Jesus that is applied to our lives that brings transformation. And the Methodists have a song. They said, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. The vilest offender, when they believe in Christ, they receive a pardon and they, they, they change. Murderers or mass murderers can be changed. It doesn't matter what sin anyone is in. The minute the blood purges them, they are transformed. And a new creature is formed. Hallelujah. The blood can totally purge and transform the Westerner into a new man formed in the image of God. Amen. And especially in the area of holiness. For example, we see Saul, who later became Paul. He was a murderer because he, he was on a, an agenda to draw people who in those days had believed in Christ. The people of the church. He was on a, a, a personal mission. Nobody has sent him. He has sent himself because so great was his hatred for the people of the way, as they call them. And he decided that he will make sure that he will bring them before magistrates' court, have them killed. And this was a special mission. Can you imagine? But you have an agenda. And there are people still like that who have a personal agenda to destroy people's lives. Persecution. In your office, there are people there like that. In your life, in your family, there are people there like that. But Saul was busy trying to destroy the people of the church, trying to destroy the church of the living God. But one day, one day, all it takes is a day, beloved, on the road to Damascus with letters in his hands to go and call for people, Christians to be killed. He had an encounter with the Lord Jesus and his life from that day was changed. He became Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. That's how he called himself. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. What a change. What a transformation. It is my prayer for you today that if you are not born again, you have not received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. 
May you have this encounter today. May you have a desire today to receive the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. And may this blood, this sinless blood, this powerful blood I'm talking about, may it purge you, may it cleanse you, may it make of you a new man. In the name of the Lord Jesus, give the Lord a clap offering for there's going to be a change. Hallelujah. Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You can become new today. You can be set free from sin. You can be set free from that sin that holds your life in bondage. There's no soul that cannot be changed. No one. Amen. No soul that cannot be changed from its sinful nature by the blood of Jesus. And that's why we don't have to give up on our family members or people we are praying for or people whom we desire to be saved. Don't give up on them. Don't say, oh, their sin is too much. It is not. There's no soul that cannot be saved. Amen. Through the blood. Through the blood of Jesus, beloved, today you and I have been made partakers of the divine nature of God. Amen. Because his blood doesn't just cover sin. It removes sin. It takes it out. Amen. And makes of you a new man. Through the blood of Jesus, beloved, we have an inheritance in God that is incorruptible, not perishable. Amen. Laid in the heavens for us. Amen. We, we have become the sons of God. And Bible says that if we are the sons of God, then we have become heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. We stand to inherit every good thing that is for God and in God. An inheritance that will never fade away by the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus, beloved, we come into a divine inheritance of all God's covenant promises. And that is when you open your Bible and you are reading the Bible and there's any promise of God, it is applicable to you because you stand to inherit every covenant promise of God. The blood of Jesus that was shed, beloved, has brought us into a covenant relationship with God. Amen. We belong to God as his children. God says that you are mine. God claims ownership of our lives. Hallelujah. We become the sons of God. Bible said, now are we the sons of God. We become his children. He becomes our father. And as our father, he delivers us. He protects us. He provides for us. He helps us. He brings our lives into perfect liberty. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. This morning, you want to put your hands together, clap your hands, and thank God for the blood of Jesus. Because that blood has power to deliver your life, to deliver your family, to deliver you. Amen. And you, you have the power, the, the strength of God to stand fast in that liberty. Amen. You are not a pushover. That the enemy can just push you over. You are able to stand strong in the Lord and in your liberty because you know that Christ has set you free. Today, if the enemy should come to you and tell you you are a sinner, you know you are not a sinner. You vehemently oppose and refuse it because you know that you have been set free from the power of sin. And that is why the word of God to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says that stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has set you free. Amen. And be not entangled anymore with the yoke of bondage. Don't go back. After you've been saved, do not go back into that slave market. Amen. Of sin. Praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus affords us forgiveness and 
delivers us from the grip of sin. Hence the grip of Satan. Satan is not in control over your life. Hallelujah. So you don't have to be afraid of him. Because by the blood of Jesus, you overcome him. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and shall praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus gives you liberty from the power of Satan. And not just liberty, but gives you overcoming power to overcome his works, to overcome temptation, to overcome his attacks, to overcome his persecutions. Everything that the enemy will bring to your life, by the power of the blood of Jesus, you overcome them. That is why our old ladies will say, Yesu moja, Yesu moja, Yesu moja. Yes, because they, they believe, they knew the power in the blood. The blood of Jesus is powerful. It doesn't just deliver us, but it gives us also the power to overcome. Amen. The blood has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us from darkness into light. So we are no longer children of darkness. But we'll be made children of light. Hallelujah. Amen. And you no, know, darkness can never comprehend light. If you are in the light of God, darkness cannot overshadow you. No way. Praise the Lord. We have redemption through the blood of Jesus, even forgiveness of sin. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And this blood covenant that we have with God, which is made available to us gives us that strength of faith hallelujah that we know that we know that we know that we are the children of God there's a covenant between us and God we are his children and we are born of his spirit we are born again we are his children the blood was that medium of exchange that was used to buy us from Satan's grip into the family of God. Today, beloved, let the blood speak for you. Amen. Jesus didn't just die on the cross. He shed blood. When you go through the, the passion of the Christ, you realize that he shed blood. When they put the crown of thorns upon his head, blood came from his head. When they plucked his beard, blood came. When they pierced his side, blood came. They nailed his hands and his feet. Blood came. It was a gory death. Sometimes we see the picture of Jesus hanging on the cross. Very beautiful, pretty, and sometimes very white. With a loincloth around his waist, hanging in style like that. No, that wasn't it. It was a brutal, gory death. That is a picture that is painted. No wonder people don't appreciate what Christ has done. Because if you know the sacrifice that he went through, the blood that he shed, you appreciate that sacrifice and you really totally surrender your life to him. A long time ago, I was very ill. I had been diagnosed with lupus. And myself and friends and my husband and my children, two little boys at that time, we fasted and we prayed. We're fasting and we're praying because somebody had had a revelation that if we didn't pray in the church in which I was, if we didn't pray, I would die in that year. We didn't take it lightly. We fasted and we prayed for five days. Then on the fifth day, we decided that we will 
have a communion service at home. So we lay down the elements, the bread, and the wine, and we broke bread. We had communion. And after we had the communion, we started to worship. And I had my eyes closed in the worship. Suddenly, I saw in my vision the back of a man. But it was cut up, torn, flesh hanging, and blood oozing. It didn't look, you know, even human anymore. But you can see that this is a back that had been beaten. There was so much blood. And the flesh was hanging. And I shouted. And I opened my eyes. And suddenly, you know, I started to cry. I broke down and I wept uncontrollably. Because in that instance, I understood the sacrifice that he had made for my life. And I understood what the word of God says, that by his wounds, we are healed. I understood that he had taken that infirmity off my life. He had, he had paid the price for it. And truly by his stripes, I was healed. Beloved, there is power in the sacrifice that Christ made for our lives. And if only we receive and only we believe, hallelujah, we will have the benefits of the blood. The blood of atonement. The blood of our redemption. The blood that was sacrificed for us. That was put on the altar of God for us. That blood affords us health, healing, deliverance, protection. Deliverance from poverty, from every curse, from every assignment of the wicked. That blood, that sacrificial blood gives us overcoming power. And therefore overcoming life gives us a life that is liberated walk in that perfect liberty and that blood beloved still speaks today the blood has a voice Bible talks about the blood of Abel that speaks better things that speaks cry out for vengeance because he had been murdered by his brother king but the Bible tells us that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel the blood has a voice and that is why sometimes when somebody kills somebody, doesn't matter the years, after 20-30 years, the truth will out. The truth will come out. Because blood is life. Blood is life. You just can't kill anybody and just think you, can, you got away with it. No. Blood will speak. The blood of Abel was calling out for vengeance. To be avenged of his death. But the blood of Jesus is not speaking vengeance. Because he offered his life. He gave his life so that we may have life. He died so that we may live. So his blood cries out mercy for us. His blood speaks mercy. His blood speaks protection. His blood speaks on your behalf. The blood of Jesus speaks grace instead of judgment for you. Amen. And that is why today... We who have been washed by the blood, cleansed by the blood. Today we live under that divine grace of God. And we live in the perfect liberty. Amen. That blood speaks victory for us. That in the midst of life's challenges and battles, we have the victory. The blood, beloved, speaks peace for you. That in a time like this where there's turmoil and people are distraught, depressed and afraid. That peace of God 
covers our heart and our mind because we know that the blood is speaking on our behalf and that we shall not die but we shall live to declare the good works of the Lord after this COVID-19 is Passover. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. I'm talking about you at home. Amen. But praise be to God. So beloved, this morning as I bring my message to a close, when you stand in prayer, believing in the power of the blood that's been shed for you, that victorious overcoming blood by which you overcome the enemy, have faith. Amen. And plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Pray the Lord, let the blood be a covering over my life, my family. Let the blood be a covering over my doorposts and my lentils. I had a friend, an old missionary lady who used to come from America to minister in Ghana. Those days I lived in Akuse. And she was so afraid of the trotros. She called them trotros. Because she was afraid that they were always, like they were coming into our car. So whenever we are driving to Accra and she sees any car come, she'll say, I draw a bloodline. I draw a bloodline. That means she draws a bloodline between our car and the trotro coming. That the enemy, the assignment of accident will not enter or will not cross over the blood. Today, you have the power. You have been given the right to draw a bloodline around your home. And the enemy cannot pass over it. It cannot trespass. I declare that because of the blood of Jesus, no weapon formed against you will prosper. The blood creates a hedge around you to protect you and to preserve you. May the Lord give you insight and revelation even more to what I've spoken to you this morning. That you having faith in that power of the blood will stand on that faith to receive your healing, to receive your deliverance from demonic oppression, to receive grace and mercy in time of need, that you stand in faith in the shed blood of the Lamb of God for your life, to receive all the goodness of the Lord. This morning I speak victory to you by the blood, and I speak grace to you by the power of the blood. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to lift up your hands and pray. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. Pray quickly. Say, Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus shed for me. And this morning, Lord, I declare that I'm saved. I'm delivered by the power of the blood. The blood has purged me of my sins. I am no longer a slave to sin. Lord, I am a slave to your grace and to the power of your spirit. Lord, let the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary plead for me. Let the blood speak for me. Thank you, Lord, this morning for my victory. Thank you, Lord, this morning for my new life. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the blood that is working in my life. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.